You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Good afternoon. Good evening, man. It's, it's good to finally speak speak to you on an interview. I wish I could have came. To, what, you're in Chicago? Chicago, yep. I wish I could have came to Chicago, man, set up everything. Yeah, you don't uh, want to do it in cold weather. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm in Atlanta, and honestly, it's been cold. I moved from Baltimore, like I'm in, like it's been snowing and everything. Like I don't understand. We're still we're still colder. Uh yeah, no, nah, Chicago is really cold. Uh, what well, um you but you you from Chicago, so you kind of like grew up there. I grew up in Chicago. Uh, I spent the next uh, after high school maybe almost thirty years in New York, and then back to Chicago, back to my roots. Oh wow! What, what um? Why didn't you um? Like why? What made you stay home? Like what made you not stay out in New York, L.A. I mean, so many places. I I I had uh, uh, two more kids with uh-huh. a third, a fourth on the way. Sorry, three more kids with a fourth on the way, and then I've had two more since. So I got six kids now. Oh, so I I I wanted them around my parents as they get older and my family, and it was just it just like everything in life, it felt right. Right, you know, um, it's funny that you say it's. I, I, I kind of wanted to start there. Um, I remember I was watching a few of your interviews, and um, it was a joke that people thought they got, but they didn't, because you had five kids at the time. I think this was three years ago. I'm assuming your your latest is like around three, maybe four. The the youngest, no, the youngest is almost one. Okay, well, yeah. So, three years ago, uh, I guess you had an interview on a Breakfast Club. And he was like, "You had you on your fifth one," and people thought you were talking about your uh, your actual company. And I'm like, "Nah, that can't be true." Because you were saying businesses were like uh, kids, and like you be like you on your fifth one at the at the moment. But I think people were saying was was thinking that you were on your fifth business. No, what I think what I meant, which is the same with the kids, is I'm on my back then I would have been on my sixth brand. That's how I looked at it. And I treat each of my brands literally. I think of them like kids. They're like children. You got to you got to help them grow up and you got to figure out who they are and who they identify with and who should they hang out with? Who shouldn't they hang out with? Mm. Um, And I literally I treat my brands like kids. How um, what was your first brand? Do you believe do you remember? Of, of course, my first uh, brings me back to Breakfast Club, uh, Charlemagne Chat three, on it. Three, three um, vodka? <laughs> three vodka. It's, um, it, was, it was an amazing brand. Um, and it got me, it taught me, you, you, need, you need the first thing to teach you the rest. 
So it literally taught me everything that I'm doing today is because of that first brand. Um, it, it was a vodka. It was distilled from soy. It tasted better than everybody else's brands. It was cool. The bottle was different, but I made just a ton of mistakes. And my biggest mistakes were I didn't trust my instincts. So I, I listened to other people. And every time they told me to do something, I would change it. And that's not how, that's not why I learned later you know, I got in the business or I, I'm doing what I'm doing because I got to trust my instincts. So I finally figured that side out. So um, even back then, I think you were very confident in it being the best taste. Like every time I hear you speak, I always hear you talk about it's the best. And I'm assuming, of course, because you did your uh, you did your research and, 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 and you put all you had to put into it to make it the best. Um, it being the best and you understanding from your mistakes, why didn't you revisit the three vodka thing? It, uh, it, I haven't. I've thought about it and um, maybe in the future I would. It's, I, I think like everything, you evolve and just keep evolving. And uh, I have different aspirations. For example, in that category of vodka, I'd love to get back in it. I'll get back in in a different way. Um, but it just, you know, I think everything in life is a stepping stone. You got to take these little steps to get there. And that was, that was my big step, but it's, it was a great brand, which which helped me parlay it into the next brand, which is Armando Brignac, Ace of Spades. Mm. So, uh, and from then, it just everything's gotten easier and better, and and I love it. Hey, Brett, man, it's so much to talk about, right? And um, because you're so successful, I I want to keep this an interview, but it's 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 so much to learn, right? So it's like it's almost like a, a mentor uh, conversation, right? But I think it's so many people out, people out there that can learn from you when you um. So I just want to stay on the three vodka for a second. Yeah. When you, it being really good, you thinking it's the best, right? And you and you having to learn from your mistakes. I feel like in certain situations or certain times, uh, we learn from our mistakes, but we might've had a great opportunity that passed us up or we had to let go, but we still want to keep on, we still want to keep going back, keep going back. How were you able not to go back and, and, and say, you know what, that's in the past and I have to leave that alone? And that's a hard one. And I think I'm learning I'm learning. I'm still learning, but there, there's an expression. I'm not going to say it right. If you're going to fail, fail quickly, mm. because if you hold on to something too long and if you stick to it, it's just going to bring you down. It's going to keep going. Mm. So at the time it was, I got three vodka and then I got Ace of Spades and Jesus, if I put all my efforts in Ace, that's the better route. That's the better direction to go and let go of this other thing because I'm just going to be, it's going to be a lot harder to, to do both at the same time. I'd rather have one be greatly successful and then I could do something else. Wow. So to me, it's picking your spot. It's picking, you know, what, what you, you can't be, you know, I, perfect example. I got four brands right now. Um, I can't give them each the same amount of love. It's not possible. Um, because one should get a little bit more than the others. If one's doing a little bit better or it, it can help the others. You know what I mean? Oh man, <laughs> I'm going to get to, uh, Ace of Spade, do say, I swear, no, right? No, no. but you, you, you say, so you say, you say things that's, um, it makes me think like as an entrepreneur, as anybody that's out there and that's, that's learning this, that's continuing their, their, their craft. How important is it to, to see what's doing well and to push that? And not be biased in your own opinion and not and not allowing that to hold you back. Because I feel like you can you gotta you gotta be objective. You gotta try to think things as you know, we're as I always say, we're a 
I guess we are a family business, my brother and I, and I've got a couple other brothers, but we think of the business from a business perspective. So you got to make business decisions. You got to, you got to look at it that way. You can't be too close and you can't hold on to things too tight. Otherwise, you know, it's going to bring you down. And um, uh, I think again, for me, it's, it's a constant learning. And I think there's something good about the idea that I'm not the smartest one. I'm, I'm going to fail miserably many times over going forward, but I got to, as long as I, you know, 75% positive and 25% negative, you know, I'm going to get there. And that's what I do every day. So, but a silly example, I'm holding, you can see the blue bottle, you know, this brand. Of course, my this, is, <laughs> this is, this Bel Air blue is on fire. It's the hottest single wine spirit in the country. If I listened early on in my business, if I listened to everyone who told me, don't do this, it's not going to work, I wouldn't have launched it. Mm. Luckily, now I listen to myself. Even if other people are telling me, don't do it, I got to try. I'm going to try and look what happened. But that's an example of kind of me evolving and learning. I got to I gotta trust my instincts. I'm, and I love taking the fall when it's, when it's my decision and it didn't work. I'm okay with that too. Brett, um, speaking of the blue bottle, right? I think I don't know if you, um, if this is intentional or not. Of course, the blue, right, uh, is is popular. It pops out at you how you uh, how you launched it with uh, I think it was Gucci. Um, it's everything behind it, right? I think Gucci with the burr, icy boys. You know what I'm saying? So like all of that makes sense. And then on top of that, what I think that co- contributes to uh, the popularity of it is is so rare to get. It's hard to get, even like. I don't know if you know, but um, I'm one of the ambassadors and I want to talk to that. It's so so many notes I want to talk to you about, but I'm one of the ambassadors and they don't even send the blue in the boxes anymore because it's just too hard to get. So Correct. I think that part plays a part of um, why it's so popular. Is that something that you do intentionally? Like, man, I can't put too many out because we need to keep the. Not at all. And that's the beauty of brands is you can't make something hard to get. You know what I mean? Mm. It's hard to get based on demand, you know, and demand's got out has got to exceed supply. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. I didn't expect it to go so quickly. It was supposed to be, if you ever look at the bottle, it says limited edition. It was supposed to be a limited edition. Um, but it was like everything, you know, it was the right brand at the right time and it's the right taste and the right color and the look. It's got everything and it gets back to this idea of just trying things, you know, mm. Gucci, trying things, uh, you know, uh, uh, we got dope ass pictures with Kodak Black and with so many different people who are supporting the brand, but it's trying things. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, some of those things had an effect, but at least I tried it because I, I, I wanted to see if these things work. Right. Um, I think it being a limited edition, because like even when I'm saying not intentionally holding it back. Right. But I feel like with clothing lines, sometimes they make uh, one of ones and those one of ones be so popular. Oh, I need that. I need that. I need that. So it's kind of like with the blue is limited edition. But it's funny that words are, are so actions, right, because it's limited edition. You, you thought it was going to be a limited edition, but it is limited edition because everybody can't get it. So it kind of works. <laughs> Correct. But but it's one of those things for us. It was, you know, um, we've we've got a bamboo and our bamboo rum brand. Uh, we launched a, a cream based product, this white one. Got and it. same thing, same <laughs> thing. It's, it's not a limited edition. We just the the demand on it was greater than the supply and we couldn't keep up and the reaction was great. 
Um, um, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to play games. I want to, again, my whole thing is it gets back to what you said, Jay. It's the, it's the taste, the taste, the taste. Mm. If the taste is better, I will create, I will launch a brand. If I can't win on taste, I will not release a brand. I have to believe in it myself. So Mm. our, our, the taste was there. Let's go, let's go do it. So, uh, this popped out to me, um, as, as, like as soon as I saw your interviews, and as soon as I understood what pronounce it for me, so so va- sovereign I'm, brands, sovereign brands, right? Sovereign meaning uh, self made. You got your you got your, uh, your, your your podcast. I mean, your interview series called self self made. But I look at you. You had a um a, a good uh, foundation. Your parents was there. Um, you said yep. that that you wasn't you didn't come from the worst. You had a pretty good upbringing. Um, like you said, it's a family brand. You have six kids, uh, and so on and so on. Everything I see and I hear is not is everything else but self. It's everything else but by yourself. Why, why create something that 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 sim- that's um symbols self made? If that makes sense. But but I, I well I think it's a few things. One is um, w- what I saw with respect to our brands is people holding bottles. And they're taking pictures and they're showing it off. And mm. the brands mean something. I did something. I achieved something. I've done something. And I think everybody has that. Everyone has that self-made story, that that ability. I did it. I achieved it. Someone told me I couldn't do it. Someone didn't believe in me today. Someone, Someone's not supporting me. You, We all have that. And to me, the self-made, the series, how it started was I wanted, like, on the surface, it seems like this was easy. You know, if you look at my brands, wow, this guy's always been successful. It sucked. The first mm. six, seven years was horrifying. So to me, I wanted to hear those same stories that I think I, that I get to tell now on, I know Rick Ross is successful. I know Chris Brickley is successful. I know, you know, Muggsy Bogues is successful. I want to hear the crap that they went through because that's the motivating side. That's the self-made side. They did something, they achieved something. So I think sharing that side of it is motivating for all those people who are fans of, of the people I'm talking to. And that kind of, that's what, how you got the sovereign brand. Cause that's what it, it, it means. Right. Um, and sovereign brand. Yeah. It's sovereign brands means, and it's funny cause it all comes full circle and there's no plan in anything I do. It's very organic, but my mom named the company. Um, her her father had a business called Sovereign. It was a coffee. Um, and so, I didn't even know what the hell Sovereign meant. I looked it up in the dictionary. It means to be on your own. Uh, it's like a sovereign nation to do your own thing. And that's what we've been doing is kind of doing our own thing. And so speak to the misconception of that, right? Because I think um, when I think of self-made, I think of me doing it by myself. So every time I'm, I'm around my team, I always be careful when I say, you know what? I'm not self-made because I have my team around me, you guys help me. But like you said, your mom created this and self-made can be a family thing. We created this. We did this. Um, speak to the misconception of the self-made and the on your own. So it's, it's not, it's, I got, you know, today it's 120 plus people in the company. We're all part of this team. We all do this. I've got uh, our brand ambassadors all over the world who support us, our, 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 our uh, brand ambassadors, whether it's a Rick Ross, whether it's you, whether it's um, it's it, it it was Post Malone, you know, we're all part of this. It's it, to me, it's 
more trying to get that I can do it mentality out of everybody that I've achieved something. Um, I, I think, you know, there's something to be said, at least how I look at it is uh, one of my biggest mistakes is waiting for other people who I thought would help. Mm. I don't do that anymore. I got to make it happen. I'm not going to rely on anybody. So if you have that mentality, you're going to get shit done. That's how I look at it. But, but using whether it's my mom or whether it's who's in my corner or my team, we're all part of this. We just each have to believe that we're all, you only need yourself to get it done. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, So question, can you still hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, So of course we know about the Ace of Spade and I wanted to go here because like, this is so dope. Ace of Spade and Duce, correct? Yep. So was that something that you created on your own and then you sold to Jay-Z or how did that come about? Ace, uh, uh, God, it's been so long now. Um, Ace is a brand we created. Uh, Jay, uh, uh, what's amazing about all my brands when I think about it, I didn't meet any of these people, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Wiz Khalifa, any of these guys, because I knew them first and let's do something together and uh, uh, let me make create a brand. All the brands existed and it's because of the brands that I got to meet these people mm. is they took an interest in the brands. They wanted to be involved in the brands. And that's typical of how I think about with the way at least I do business or I think about business. I want that organic relationship. You know, Bel Air was probably out for a year or two before Rick Ross started reaching out and he loved the brand. He wanted to do something. We met, we talked, we got to know each other. It's been eight years since. It's an awesome relationship. I consider him one of my closest friends. Like that's what I want with everything I do today is these real relationships where it's not based on stats. It's not based on likes. It's not based on followers. I don't care what you have. If you're passionate about what my brand stands for, let's do something. So today that could be pretty V that could be juicy fruit. That could be uh Wiz Khalifa could be Wayne, all people that I've, I've evolved with over time that it's very organic. Mm, okay, so it it's fair to say that Jay Z met you after you had created the brand. Um, what do you do? You know what made him say, "Hey, I want to purchase this from you," or and what made you sell it and not and not keep the and keep the uh, relationship? It, um, for me, it was what a partnership, not the relationship. I mean, sure. For me, it was again. I didn't. I have lots of ideas. I had lots of brands I wanted to create. My problem was I didn't have the capital. I don't have it. I don't have the money. And for me, it's in a perfect world. I don't all these brands, but I didn't grow up with the, in with all the money in the world to be able to do anything I wanted. And to me, everything is about kind of, as I said earlier, is kind of climbing the ladder, taking steps. And what it did by selling, it's almost like cutting off your arm and now you're stronger. That's what happened. Mm. Now I get to do Bel Air. Now I get to do Bamboo. Now I get to do Vion. Now I get to do McQueen. Now I get to launch two more brands this year. So it got me here mentality. And I got to keep, again, it's it's my way of getting there. And it's so far it's worked. Um, but they're all great brands. They're all great brands. But again, it's elevation. Uh, it's about it's, elevation. Yeah, it's, it, it's ex exactly right. 
You know, uh, with with Doucet as an example, it'd be sitting on my shelf for the next six years, 10 years, had had I not done something with Bacardi. Mm. Um, so it it worked that way. And I'm I, I have to think that this was maybe there are better ways. I don't know how to also I would have done it, but I got to where I am now. So how was how do you how was doing business with Jay-Z? Because of course, like this is somebody you had to do direct business with. This is somebody that we idolize as as young black kids coming up in a in a ghetto and and in poverty. We look at Jay-Z saying, I can do it. You was able to shake hands with this man and do business with him. How how was doing business with Jay-Z? He's fantastic. Uh he's fantastic. There's uh, you know, uh What's neat is he was he was he was already huge, but I don't. I, the way I look at it is, uh, again, it sounds strange, but it's to me it's all about the brands. It mm-hmm. isn't about anybody else. Mm. Meaning, um, I gotta have a good brand. It's it's I gotta have a quality brand. I gotta have the packaging and the name and the identity and the story. All that has to work, because if it doesn't work, then it doesn't matter what celebrity it is. There are so many, we could go through probably a hundred names right now of celebrities who've had brands, mm-hmm. right? In our, in my space, you know, where we're restaurant spaces or clothing brands didn't work. Mm. It didn't work. So what gets me is these are great brands and that's what inspires everybody else, inspires to people to be involved. He wanted to be involved. It's because of the brand. That's a great feeling. It's a wicked mm. feeling. Wow. I think it's um what made so you know how like just being honest, right? Like uh I'm 30 years old, we in a club and we drink a lot of cognac and tequila. You had do say, uh, did you ever think about going the cognac uh way again? Because again, bamboo is good, but again, when we looking at these brands, we looking at these liquors, a lot of things be popularity, a lot of things we getting on too late, right? So have you ever thought about hey, let's do the Vilon, that's a, uh, this, this, this is our Vion. This is our newest little baby, my newest child, Vion. So this, this, we just launched, uh, last it's a year. Liqueur. <laughs> it's, it's, it competes it's good. with the cognac. Oh, it's amazing. It's really it good. Tastes better. <laughs> it's badass. It's wicked name. You can drink it straight. You can mix it. You can do anything you want with it. Um, you're going to see our XO coming out pretty soon, which is just, it's ridiculous, uh, in the taste and the look and feel. Um, but we're having some fun in this category. Mm. So you're going to, so you would classify the Vion as a cognac or would you classify as a liqueur? How, how would you classify it? Oh, technic. Well, it falls into a little bit of both. It falls okay. into the liqueur category based on its taste its formula okay. and what it is. But overall, the brand is going to is is a is a cognac. That's what it's going to be. Okay. Um, and and we'll have new offerings going upstream, higher end in the cognac category. Okay, that makes sense. Question: Why? What? What was the the mindset behind you creating Bel Air and making it at such an affordable price range? Because again, we're talking about popularity. We're talking about uh, people. The world is a is a is you do I follow type of world, right? And when we talk about in the clubs, I feel like at one point, um, I think DJ Envy was speaking about how Belair was competing with Moet. But then I think in the club nowadays, all of the guys that, let's say, getting money, they want to pop Moet and things like that. 
what made you not say, you know what, I'm gonna put it at a hundred dollars and not I don't know how much it costs in a um in a bar, and maybe not forty dollars in a bar. Well, it's a few things. I think one is we wanted to compete at the top end against the Moets and the Vouves and all the other champagnes. We also wanted to have a brand that's got the energy, it's got the lifestyle, it's it 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 it's bespoke to who we're talking to, but it's a better price. Mm. Um, it, it, for me, it was seeing, and it started with Rosé. It started with the black bottle. I can, I want to be able to offer the consumer something that looks better, is cooler. It has a direct connection to culture. <clears throat> it's not your, you know, brands to me, when I was, you know, 30 years ago, when I first was drinking, you know, you, you want to, you take ownership in your brand, you take ownership in the brand you drink. <clears throat> Bel Air is that next generation brand. You didn't grow up with Moet. You didn't grow up with Vuv. You want to grow up. That's, that's my father. That's old. I want the next thing, the next thing that's my generation brand, your generation brand. That's what these brands are. They're mm. for tomorrow. Mm. Wow. Do you think, uh, and this is a question I, that I, I really wanted to ask. Do you think more African American uh, people should start betting on themselves when it comes to owning these businesses? Because a lot of times you see a lot of us uh, we're promoting other brands and we're making other brands a lot of money, but we're not really pouring that into ourselves and making our own brands. How do you look at it like that? Do you think uh, people should like what 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 should, what? How do you see that? Uh, I well, first and foremost, it's what you love doing. You got to mm. do what you love. That's a great answer. Um, you can't fake this stuff. You got to be all in on it. You got to be. You got to be all in. Um, I think second, it it to me, you know, if, if I'm going to jump into uh, the snack business, I know nothing about it. I want to work with somebody who does. Then that me to me makes sense. But mm. going jumping into something, if it's not your core competence, it's not something, then I think partnering makes complete sense. For me, and it for to me, one of the reasons why I, I love what we're doing is we're trying to work with everybody who supports us. That's the whole goal. Mm. Is when we see people supporting us, we don't sit back and and don't do anything about it. I want to run after them and thank them. I want to do something with them. Um, I, I want to support them. So when 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 we see uh, uh, who was I talking about? Bobby Smurda. I was mentioning this yesterday to Shaggy. Bobby Smurda put us in a video a few years ago with Bel Air. It's the coolest video. It's his best song. I'm still trying to reach him, letting him know, Bobby, let's do something. I'll support you. I'll make it happen. Um, Moray, you know, uh, from, uh, he's got that song, uh, quicksand. Yeah. 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 Moray. Yeah. yeah. He, he's literally carrying a bottle of Bel Air. He's showing it off. Awesome song. He put us in the video. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one to sit back and say, you know, geez, that's great. And look what I got out of this. I want to go support him. I want to mm. show him some love too, because he showed us love. So I look at things a little different and I want to spread it out. I want everybody who's showing support, they should get it right back from us. Wow. I think I think that you made a great point because a lot of times people see things and they might not be as interested in it. But at you being yourself, 
it's easy for you to sell Bel Air. You just being yourself. You running Bel Air is ten times harder than you promoting a brand or whatever brand that is, if that makes sense. So I think uh, you wanting to do it is a great answer to that. Um, you have to want to do it. You have no. to. Again, it gets back to there are so many there's so many people who say I you know again I could name hundred you know so many different artists who've done something in in this space. It doesn't work if it's not real. Doesn't work if the brand's not real. You can't just put your face on it and make sure it sells. It's not going to happen. It's, mm. It'd be like uh, you know a, a basketball player jumping in the music space and start singing just because he's famous doesn't mean he can sing. That's true. You speak. Um, you first said you, uh, it doesn't matter about the numbers, but I, we see the guys, the people that you're working with are superstars. I mean, Little Wayne, Rick Ross, like these aren't G Herb. These are superstars. How do you? keep your eyes to the street far as the micro influences and the, and, the, and the people that might not be as big as the little Wayne's and the, and the um, Rick Ross's. It's our team. It's trying to be aware. It's, I think it, it starts with, with your question, which is we're not sitting back. We're not waiting. We're trying to find people that have the same philosophy, the same views as us. So mm. whether it's, you know, I interviewed uh, Cameron Hauser, who's uh up and coming singer, who's Lil Sky's brother. Um, we're working with him now. I mentioned Juicy Fruit. We're working with her. Uh, I mentioned Pretty V. We're working with her. When Gierbo and, and A Boogie were tiny when we started working with them. So it's being aware of, of people who support our brands and then what can we try to do together? Some people don't want to do anything, which is fine, but at least I'm making the effort saying, let's make something happen. Or it mm. could be people reaching out to us. Um, uh, Khaled was that way. Khaled always wanted to work with us. Uh, and, uh, uh, we finally talked and met and we made something happen. So it, it, I, I wish everyone was like Rick Ross and I'll use Ross as the example. He's hungry. He's aggressive. He goes after things when he wants something, when he has a vision, he goes after it. Most people don't do that. I wish everyone was like Ross. Most people just sit and wait for it. That's not, that to me is not reality. Mm. How do you determine, like, within our culture, right? We in a, a cancel culture, somebody do something wrong. And again, like you, you work with so many artists and they could be, they can make mistakes and put themselves in a, in a wrong situation, bad situation, things happen. How do you determine when you decide to put your foot down and say, no, I'm going to stand behind this person, even though everybody else might be dropping their um, endorsements and things like that? <laughs> uh, I, you got to be true to yourself. And for me, it's, you know, Kodak put us in a song, Patty Cake, and then he got in some trouble. Uh, I contacted his attorney. I went and visited him in jail. Uh, the first time he was in, I would try to get him out the second time. Uh, you know, it's, you got to be there for people. You mm. got to be there. Uh, that's the sign of a relationship. It's not, it's not to be there when they're successful. It's to be there when then something bad happens. Mm. When Ross got in some trouble, I was there for him. You know, when, uh, when, when uh, Wayne got his pardon, I was there for him. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it's how we roll. It's not, you know, it's just, it's doing the right thing. It's, you got to be there for people. I believe in that. I believe in that. And I think that's dope because, um, We've been seeing some stuff with like Spotify recently, and they decided to stand behind uh, Joe Rogan after he made some uh, some slurs. I, I, 
I, I, I don't want to say racial slurs because I don't think they were in a racial uh, content context, but they stood behind him. And a lot of people didn't agree with that. And I was I was wondering from you, because we've seen Rick Ross get into some trouble and we've seen some brands drop him. But you was there for him side by side. And I was wondering, like, what makes you say, you know what, I'm going to stick beside this person, even though a lot of people might not agree with it. Yeah, you gotta peel it back, and and you know, it's apples to me. It's apples and oranges between between uh, uh, Rogan and between Ross. So it's also knowing the person, knowing mm-hmm. what they stand for, knowing you know, uh, it can be you know, sometimes they're just too young and they're doing stupid things, and you got to mm. give them give them some slack. And again, I look at it as you know. People sometimes are in a tough position and they make mistakes. So mm. to me, it's more about how can I how can I be there for them in a way that's not trying to get anything out of them. It's just being there for them. It's telling them not to do it again, telling them to stay away from these people, telling them don't get involved in this, telling them stay home, just focus on the music, telling them, you know, it's not what they want to hear, but it's what they should hear. And if you can look at yourself in the eye and have those conversations, I have no problem with it. Mm. You say that uh, Joe Rogan and Rick Ross thing was apples and oranges. You mean like uh, the the level of mess up, I guess, would you say? Yeah, just, yeah. And it's it's knowing, you know, I, I know Ross. I know what's in his heart. I know, mm. I know what he believes. You know, I, there's, there's, there's no, I, I know. So it's an easy, it's an easy thing to be there for somebody. It's easy for me. That makes sense. Damn, that makes sense. I, um, well, that's all I have. I appreciate the conversation, man. I, um, I think it was a, a really dope conversation. I think you got something really good going on. I appreciate even being on the team at, at a lower level. Uh, and that's all I have. Mr. J Hill, you're the best. Thank you for all the support. Keep supporting our brands. We'll keep supporting you.